Week 2, Module 2, Genetics. If you've understood everything we covered in Week 1, then you'll understand that set point is all about energy balance. There are calories that enter your body, coins that enter your jar, and there are calories that exit your body, coins that leave your jar. And it is the balance of that energy in versus energy out, coins in versus coins out, that produces your unique set point weight. Now, there are multiple factors that influence your unique set point weight. And the first, and perhaps most important of those, is your genetics. Within you, there is a code that is the instructions for building your body. A bit like if you imagined that your body was made of Lego, then there is a code within you that decides what bricks are used to make your body and how many of them are used to make your body. An elephant has genetic code that produces a huge amount of those Lego blocks to create a huge animal, whereas a mouse has a different genetic code that creates a much smaller animal with a much fewer amount of those Lego blocks. Now, if we look at different species, you get diversity within those species. So the example I've used in the group is dogs, canines, okay, the domestic breed of canines in particular, our house dogs and our pets. If you look at dogs, you'll see that there is a wide diversity of shapes, sizes and weights of dogs. And the example I've used is the difference between St. Bernard's and Greyhounds. If you look at a St. Bernard, it's so obvious to see that the genetic code for a St. Bernard has produced a bigger, larger, heavier, fatter dog. And St. Bernard's aren't bigger, heavier, larger and fatter because they're greedy and lazy. They are bigger, heavier, larger and fatter because they are genetically programmed to be bigger, heavier, larger and fatter. The same is true of greyhounds. Greyhounds aren't lean and slight and slim because they're really good at dieting and really self-disciplined and motivated with counting their calories. They are slimmer, leaner and lighter because they're genetically programmed to be slimmer, leaner and lighter. So now let's apply this to my clients. Over the last 20 years, I've been going into hundreds of people's homes and weighing them, measuring them, checking their body composition, looking at their body and seeing what their bone structure is, what their muscle mass is, what their fat mass is. And I cannot explain enough how diverse human body shapes are. You get St. Bernard type humans who are just bigger and heavier and they carry more fat naturally. And then you get medium sized humans who are more like Labradors and they're kind of more in that middle space. And then you get these smaller humans who are more like the the greyhounds, or even smaller still, the chihuahuas, who are lighter, slimmer. And there is this diversity amongst human body shapes that isn't represented in our media. It isn't represented 
by diet culture. Diet culture only shows us images of a very specific type of body, what you might call the greyhound of humans that we see in magazines and in adverts and that we've been exposed to our whole lives. And basically it's diet culture saying, this is the body you should be. You should be a greyhound. And therefore the St. Bernard's and the Labradors are not represented in marketing materials, in adverts, in magazines. Um, celebrities who are bigger, heavier, have largely been excluded from being in certain roles in films, so on and so forth. So there is this perception that we should all be greyhounds, and it simply isn't the case. Some people are St. Bernard's, and that's just the way it is. And they can be happy, healthy, beautiful, successful, and live amazing lives as St. Bernard's. So what I'm getting to is that every single person in this Rebel Way group has a genetic set point a weight, shape, and size that they're genetically predetermined to be. And at this stage, you might not know what it is yet, but I can guarantee that for many of you here, you are St. Bernard's. You are meant to be heavier. You are meant to be bigger. You are meant to be fatter. And it's normal and natural. And it is your resistance to your genetic set point weight that has actually produced eating behaviours and psychology and other influences that have driven your calorie intake up and produced an even higher set point weight. So it's almost as though life, the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in, it says this, Jenny, is what you're meant to weigh. But then your experience of being bullied for that weight or shamed for that weight or told your too fat and your sister's so slim and beautiful you need to be slim and beautiful like your sister and all that shame and all that pain has produced behaviors and psychology in you that have actually influenced more coins to come into the jar fewer coins to leave the jar and actually an increase in your set point weight beyond your genetic set point weight so maybe god life the universe whatever you want to believe in has said Jenny, you are meant to be 12 stone and you can be beautiful, happy, healthy, confident and amazing at 12 stone. But it's your resistance to being 12 stone, your resistance against your genes, your fight against your genes that has produced an even higher set point weight. And maybe you're 18 stone now, maybe you're 20 stone now. And the origin to that extra weight, that additional weight beyond your genetic set point weight is your resistance to being 12 stone. If, once upon a time, society had accepted you at 12 stone and told you you can be whatever you want to be at 12 stone, you can be beautiful at 12 stone, you can be happy at 12 stone, you can be successful at 12 stone, you might have just stayed at 12 stone and lived a wonderful, amazing life. But instead you were forced to diet and restrict and shamed every time you moved to that 12 stone and your attempts to get under 12 stone pushed your set point weight way above 12 stone. So the main lesson we're trying to teach you here in week two is that there is a weight you're meant to be and that weight for many of you is probably much higher than you would like to be. So a huge part of this process is the acceptance that you're a bigger person and a heavier person and that's okay. It's normal and natural. Okay, if you're born a St Bernard 
then the healthiest thing for you to do is to be the healthiest version of a St. Bernard you can be. Okay, you can be a fit, active, strong, lean St. Bernard. He's still heavier. He still might carry more fat than a lot of people. But you could be a lean, strong, athletic version of a St. Bernard. A bit like I gave the example of a shot putter. A shot putter can be really athletic and powerful and strong, but they're heavy. And if you can accept that bigger, heavier, genetic set point of yours, you're more likely to live a healthier, happier life than someone who tries to starve themselves to be a greyhound and then ends up as a morbidly obese St. Bernard who is in the most poor mental, physical and metabolic health because of their resistance to their genetic set point. My career has basically been meeting St. Bernards who are trying to be greyhounds and ending up morbidly obese in that process. And so most of the work I do in the real world and now online is effectively work on acceptance, which we'll come to in psychology, which is learning to accept your bigger body and accept your heavier body. And that actually lowers your set point weight. We'll come to this in the psychology week. Now, another analogy I've used in week two is the set point supermarket. So for this one, I'd like you to imagine you get in your car, you drive to your local supermarket, you walk through the front entrance and you are handed a shopping trolley. Now, as you look around, you see some people are handed really big, almost industrial sized shopping trolleys like the ones you see in Costco. Big and sturdy and strong and robust and they can carry a lot of weight. Then as you look around, you see other people are handed more medium-sized shopping trolleys. And they're more like the sort of bigger shopping trolley you would see in a Sainsbury's or a Morrison's or an Asda or, or whatever. And they're bigger, but they're in that kind of middle space. They're smaller than the Costco one, but they're in that middle space. And then you see some people are handed these much smaller shopping trolleys. And they're like those ones you see in supermarkets that are just a little bit smaller and easier to push around for a quick shop or whatever. So as you look around, you see this diversity of different sizes of shopping trolleys. But you just so happen to have been handed one of the bigger ones. So there you are pushing your Costco size, industrial, big, sturdy shopping trolley around the set point supermarket. You arrive at the first aisle, and that first aisle is environment. And as you walk down that first aisle, you see various boxes of various sizes, each labelled with different things representing different environments. You see a box of poverty. You see a box of childhood trauma. You see a box of childhood neglect. You see a box of bullying. You see a box of diet culture. Because diet culture produces a certain environment, doesn't it? A certain environment that produces weight gain. Now, in your particular life, it just so happened that you were bullied as a child for having a bigger trolley. You were bullied for being bigger and larger than the other girls or boys in PE. And that produced shame. And that produced avoiding exercise because you tried to skive off PE and avoid movement because you didn't want people shaming for your body. 
It also produced compensatory eating behaviours because when you felt lonely and ashamed of your body, food made you feel better. So you would hide away and you would eat to cope with the shame of being bullied for your bigger trolley. So you pick up a box of bullying. And that box of bullying weighs two stone. So we have your bigger, larger, industrial shopping trolley that weighs, let's say, 12 stone. And then you add another two stone on top of that, your box of bullying from that childhood environment. And now you've got a combined weight of 14 stone. You keep pushing your set point supermarket shopping trolley to the next aisle, which is psychology. And as you go down that aisle, you see various boxes with various things written on them that represent different core beliefs. There's a I'm fat and fat is bad box. And there's I'm a greedy and lazy failed dieter box. And there's a if I eat a bad food, then I might as well hit the self-sabotage button because I've ruined it and it's not perfect anymore box. And you see these various boxes with various core beliefs. And these particular core beliefs produce weight gain. Because by believing those core beliefs, they produce compensatory eating or emotional eating or self-sabotaging eating or a binge eating, and the outcome is more coins going into the jar. There are boxes in that core belief aisle that say, exercise is scary and I should avoid exercise. And that's a box that's going to produce a higher set point weight because someone who believes that will avoid exercise and they'll therefore burn less calories They'll see less coins leaving their jar and that will produce a higher set point weight. So as you go down that aisle, you pick up a I'm fat and fat is bad box. And that core belief means that every time you go on the scales and you see any weight gain or look in the mirror and you see a bigger body, your automatic response to that is to self-soothe with food. And that's more coins going into your jar and a higher set point weight. So you pick up a one stone box of I'm fat and fat is bad, and you add that to your shopping trolley. You've got your 12-stone shopping trolley, your two-stone of bullying, and now you've added one stone of I'm fat and fat is bad. And now the total weight of the box has gone 12-stone, two-stone, one-stone. It's now gone up to 15-stone. You go down the next dial, and that next dial is relationships. And there, in the boxes on that aisle, are boxes that say things like, my husband is bone idle. And think about how that might produce a higher set point weight. Well, if you're having to do all the housework, all the work, all the admin, all the management of the home, that's going to maybe take time and energy away from you that you could put towards exercise or you could put towards planning your nutrition. There are other relationship boxes like, I feel sad and lonely. Maybe you're single. Maybe you can't find a partner. And that loneliness and isolation is producing eating patterns where you formed a relationship with food to fill the void left by the relationship you're lacking, the love that you're lacking from a partner. So maybe in one person, their relationship is producing weight gain and in another person, their lack of a relationship is producing weight gain. And this is that relationship aisle. And it's very, very complicated. And different elements of your unique relationships can either produce weight gain or not produce weight gain. But in this scenario, 
let's imagine you pick up a one stone box of my husband is bone idle and you put it in your shopping trolley. Now your shopping trolley weighs 16 stone. You can see how these different influences layer up and produce a higher and higher set point weight. You go on to the time aisle and the energy aisle and the hormone aisle and you pick up more boxes from those aisles that represent more influences in your life that are producing a higher set point weight. And in combination, all the boxes from all those different aisles, all those different influences in your life produce a set point weight of 20 stone. So we have your genetic weight, your genetic set point, and that is the shopping trolley handed to you as you walk in to the entrance of the supermarket. And you have no say on that, unfortunately. It's actually the only one of the influences we cannot really control. Okay, when you're handed that shopping trolley, there's very little you can do short of getting a time machine to change what your genetic set point weight is going to be. So if you're handed a Costco shopping trolley, that's what you're going to have for whole, the whole of your life. If you're handed a medium shopping trolley, that's what you're going to have for the whole of your life. If you're handed a small shopping trolley, that's what you're going to have for the whole of your life. And interestingly, I'm going to drop this in here. For a guy, I actually have a smaller shopping trolley, so to speak. I would love to be six foot four and 18 stone. I would actually love to have a higher set point. And I have to work really, really hard to gain weight and go above my lower set point. So set point, genetic set point works both ways. Some people have a low genetic set point weight and they want to be heavier, but they're, they get pulled back towards their genetic set point weights because their genes programming their brain and their body and their eating behavior and their ability to gain muscle or gain fat. And it's setting a weight that they gravitate towards. So the take home from week two is that you have this genetic set point weight that you were programmed to be. And many of you here are going to be well over that genetic set point weight because you have other influences in your life, your environment, your relationships, your psychology, your hormones, your time and your energy that are adding additional boxes to your shopping trolley and additional weight to your body. And what we're going to explore in the coming weeks is what's in your shopping trolley and what's in those boxes. And if you can find out what's in your unique shopping trolley, maybe you're Jenny and you have a 12 stone shopping trolley, but you've got an additional eight stone of weight on top of that and you're 20 stone in, in, in total. What we're going to use the rest of this mission to do is say, well, what's that eight stone made up of? Which aisles have those boxes come from and what's in those boxes? And if you can go through the process of finding where your additional weight has come from and what is in those boxes, that's when you actually have the power to reverse those influences and take those boxes out of your shopping trolley to move you closer to your genetic set point weight.